0: Five Stripe fam, I'm AJ, and this is Michael. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and Atlanta United beat DC United 3-1 at the Benz on Saturday. And yes, we finally get off of that train that is the TIE train, which uh has been very, very annoying, but yeah, home and away, we have not been getting the results that we've needed, but we finally were able to, in spite of, probably, the performance, which uh, I think maybe wasn't spectacular, but I think we were more clinical than DC United, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely, uh, when you get goals from Yorgos Yakomakis, Andrew Gutman, Tyler Wolf. Uh, off the bench, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's plenty enough, and we were finally able to keep the other team off of the scoreboard for as many goals as we did. So, but, uh, yeah, do you have any, uh, like, kind of a, a quick thought about this uh, this match and, you know, how you felt about it?
1: Of course. Um, just like we talked about in our kind of debrief episode after the game, um we kept christian benteke off the score sheet and that really was critical he was going into this this guy was scoring bikes he's a scary dude um he has a history of scoring bangers and luckily it didn't happen this game he was just a little bit off a lot of the attack on dc was a little bit off and we profited from that um it could have gone a different way i think it would have been kind of another slug you know like uh, heavy hitting you know uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, haymakers, like coming from all the way down in Mississippi. Boom! I, that would have been another heavy hitter slugfest again, like three-three, four-three type of game if DC showed up with their clinical finishes. But luckily for us, they didn't. So that's where the the scoreline ended, and I'm happy with it.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it was something that's uh, yeah going in that lineup. Probably gave some pause for a lot of fans. I mean, Johnny Fortune uh, getting in there ahead of Hosetu, who uh, yeah had complained about uh, some fatigue, and so he was not part of the whole squad altogether. And yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you, know, you have that. Uh, you have Luis Araguzu on the bench and didn't play a part. But uh, yeah, you know, you have Derek Etienne and Caleb Wiley uh, as the wingers. And I think we looked uh, a lot more energetic on the wings, especially with Caleb Wiley, and uh, yeah, it definitely uh, you know allowed for uh, I think some sort of aspect that you know that ball in behind where either on the left wing, mostly more on the right wing, where Yorgos Yakamakis was able to terrorize, and Tyler uh, Tyler Miller, uh, yeah, he uh, the D.C. United keeper. For the first goal, probably very ill-advised, but it worked out to our uh, our benefit. And it
1: created one of the most iconic moments for us, yes. especially of Yorgos Yakamagas finally getting his swag oh, in yeah. this game oh, for the sure. United faithful.
0: Very Joseph Martinez-esque, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was able to beat Tyler Miller to the ball and pretty much round him and then slotted into the. Uh, to the near post and it was cold. The finish was cold. The celebration was cold. It, man, yeah. Uh, 10 goals, the uh, the fastest player in club history to reach that number in 766 minutes. The previous record was 821 by Jose Martinez. So he's living up to that number. He's living up to the uh, striker position as well. It's, it's good stuff, uh, especially when he has played really like half of the minutes in MLS for us. So imagine <laughs> what he would be doing without uh, having missed so much time. But uh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, one-nil one lead. Add one
1: more point about yeah. that is that I, I think it was Tyler Pilgrim who uh, broke the story on this one, but in an interview, he was giving after that game against DC when he scored that goal, he was said that he knew that, goal, that ball was going where it was going and he knew the keeper was going to come out and he knew that shot was going to go in because he said he did his research and he knew Miller does this and he knew he could exploit it. So this was this was calculated. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it. It seemed like it was just spur of the moment. Yeah. But that just lends to how intelligent of a player Yorgos turns out to be. I mean, he has to really be if you think about how much success he's had in Europe. So it makes sense, but... I was just kind of stunned to see that I just thought you know like some of the other goals he scored oh he just like kind of got it and
0: it's instinctual or something.
1: yeah yeah exactly just like responded instinctually but no I mean it, it begs the question of how much thought really goes into these things and mm-hmm. it seems like it's quite a bit so like I said to Tyler this is a this is a full package like he is the whole thing and he I mean intelligence scoring nose for gold, like, and being able to physically handle his position. I mean, he's, he's the whole thing, so I'm really happy to have him.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a love fest with uh, Michael and Yorgos Yakumakis, that's for sure. And, I mean, with good reason, I mean, exactly, with the, the kit in the background as well. It is definitely, uh, he's clinical, he, yeah, he, it seems like he's scoring at least uh, every game or... Every other game, which I mean, it seems like it's actually more than that, but uh, but yeah, and in terms of uh, yeah, you know, that one-nil lead, uh, yeah, DC, unfortunately, they were able to equalize in the 27th minute, and uh, yeah, you know, it was a bad giveaway, and they were able to uh, pretty much get in behind, and uh, yeah, Taxi Fontas, uh, yeah, he slipped his ball into the bottom left corner past uh, Brad Guzan. Not our shining moment in uh, in possession, but, uh, yeah, we were able to, uh, in the second half, anyway, uh, you know, do a little bit more of what we needed to do. But, uh, yeah, that second half, uh, yeah, Tiago Amada, he was able to draw multiple defenders uh, where uh, he played a uh, one-two pass with Gutman with uh, just a beautiful ball in behind. And, yeah, the... Uh, Defender's left-footed shot, uh, well, shot cross, Schross. Sh- uh, it was deflected off of the the heel, off of uh, Miller, into the back of the net. I think it was it was on goal. I it was, but I'll call it a goal. Exactly, it was on goal, so they uh, they counted it. But uh, yeah, we got the lead in the 49th minute. So uh, all is well as it ends in the back of the net. But uh, yeah. Gutmann, uh definitely celebrates uh, rightfully. I think, uh, yeah, he was he was terrorizing that left side all night. Uh, he and uh, Caleb Wiley, and I think he was deserved. I mean, he, uh, yeah, he was definitely just a, a player that he he finds that moment that we need in most matches, and he got the go-ahead goal in this one. And that's just. That's what Andrew Gutman does for LA United on a consistent basis. If you look at those three goals that he has, I mean, you, you have to at least see if it's a tying goal, if it's a go ahead goal. He does it, he does it for LA United. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, in terms of the last goal for LA United, uh, Gutman and Yakumakis were both involved. And uh, yeah, it was Yakumakis who played a through ball to Gutman, making a run down the left side and he crossed the ball and Tyler Wolf, who came on for Derek Etienne, he was running into the box and almost patented now at this point. It's, uh, yeah, it's a tap in. He, you know, runs onto it where he, yeah, you know, he does exactly what you need. He gets in the box in dangerous positions. And finishes the ball, and yeah, uh,
1: we, we may not always have a fox in the box, but you can damn well be sure we'll always have a wolf in the box. Oh,
0: I like it. I like it. And uh, yes, the uh, the goal unfortunately was originally called offside, but I mean, in the stadium when I saw it, I was like, "There's no way, there's no way." But uh, yeah, there was a lot of time taken, and we found out that yes, uh, VAR, they overturned it, and yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good goal. I mean, it's just it's well worked. It's a team goal. We need more of these. Uh, Obviously, not every one of them will be uh, from a set piece or from downtown like uh, Tiago Amada does for us. But this was definitely a much needed type of goal that uh, I think will give the team some confidence in that uh, you know we can build up and we can score them from open play versus yeah just consistently scoring them from set pieces. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, another really beautiful moment, Ozzy Alonso, he finally got back into the squad and got a uh, season debut for him as well. And it's his first appearance uh, in 14 months since recovering from the ACL injury that he suffered in April of 2022 so definitely great to see Uh, it was definitely emotional for him and uh yeah the first moment and minute that he was on he took a left-footed shot uh maybe not the best shot but uh yeah we uh there was a a parry that could have almost led to something so uh it was uh letting
1: everyone know yeah
0: exactly he was hungry He, he wanted to make his moment known and uh make it a special one but Unfortunately, he did not get that, but it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, if he's aggressive in the future, he's really going to solidify. I think that uh, yeah. that defensive midfielder, uh, at least competition for the position. Uh, we have, yeah, I think three very serviceable, serviceable guys uh, in Alonso, Sosa, and Ibarra. But uh, yeah, definitely a great moment, uh, you know, in that game, but. Yeah, you know we uh, we definitely uh, I think in this match maybe it, it, it it's not quite flatter to deceive like I think we did do well enough to earn the three points, uh, but it still is yeah you know DC they had some of the the moments that if uh, if they if they didn't. If they were more clinical it could have been a different story but uh i think when when that uh when that second goal hit when that third goal hit it just kind of took them out of the game and wayne rooney i mean you know they're they're doing pretty well in the uh in the east seventh uh coming into the game but i mean i think we did enough to Kind of just uh, make a question like what what were they trying to do uh, in this yeah, match? Yeah, and
1: the goal didn't even really come as a product of their system. It was on yeah. a, just a silly mistake that mm-hmm. landed in a wrong place for us. Um, I mean, it couldn't have been gifted per- more perfectly for them. Yeah. So I mean, and it's it's not as like they can plan for that and execute that over and over again. So. Yeah. You know, what What were they trying to do? I mean, you know, give the ball to Christian and hope he pulls a miracle out. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a little bit of, like, 2019 and 20 Joseph Martinez. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times Christian's on an island, and so, did, so is Joseph. So, yeah. that can be a tricky time for, for a team.
0: Right. And Miles Robinson definitely had Benteke in his pocket for sure. There were some moments where he definitely just uh, shepherded him out wide. And Benteke, he was getting bodied a bit. Like yeah Miles Robinson. I'm not used to that I bet. Right, exactly. Miles Robinson is a specimen, a unit, and he definitely uh, yeah, was able to defensively control Benteke a good bit. Uh, Guzan, yeah, not troubled too too much, but he did make four saves and the back line, they made twenty one total clearances to hold DC to only one goal. So yeah, you know, it does check out to yeah, there there were some uh Yeah, some dodgy moments, but we were able to handle it for the most part. There was
1: one where Robinson made a slide tackle to block a shot, which was extremely necessary.
0: Exactly, very last ditch. Uh, And when you look at the numbers, pretty much DC United had 13 shots to uh, our 10, five shots on target to our four. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, (laughs) they, they won 51 duels to our 36. They were, they did give us, you know, some questions but we were able to answer most of those and keep them at bay so yeah it was uh you know good enough would have liked to keep the clean sheet but uh yeah do you have a do you have a final thought on this match
1: um yeah i don't think there was anything that dc did uh, truthfully to sh- expose us in any kind of way that we really need to work on something or fix something mm-hmm. um all of the same issues that we've had in the past or Still around, um, and DC just were, really weren't able to exploit those things like our weak midfield. So um, they they're probably beating themselves up about it. They thought they could have scored a couple more. Um, maybe they could have if you know it was a different night. But Christian didn't show up. His his accompaniment didn't show up. So yeah. I don't know. It's uh like I said, it's not really an indictment on us. This game, um, we put them to the sword like we needed to in at home against a mid-table kind of-ish team and that's what you gotta do in this league to keep going so we did our job and they didn't so Mm
0: -hmm. so the one blemish on this match has gotta be Yorgo Sakamaki's getting that yellow which unfortunately rules him out of the next match against NYCFC on Wednesday June 21st and uh yeah you know you definitely question Gonzalo Pineda's uh coaching there, his management of the squad a little bit, I mean because he immediately got taken off right after that, and it's just like, ah, uh, man like, yeah. if if we had just, uh, you know planned that a little bit, but it is also uh, that accumulation would have still happened anyway if he got it, uh, you know, against NYCFC, and NYCFC in the dredges a little bit, might have actually been a blessing in disguise, we shall find out, but uh, yeah. you know
1: we... it was bound to happen eventually so. exactly I mean, the, the guy is i don't know he's, i don't know why he's, he's such a such a bulldog even when he's yeah. uh the striker which is you know he's... it's it's nice in some ways it's exciting and interesting in some ways yeah. i like that he doesn't get bullied off the ball i like that he has presence and he's demanding the league respect him mm-hmm. and it's it's getting a lot of... I don't know, maybe some Pinedas talked about how, like, well, Eleni and I needs to gain respect in the league yeah. in order for less calls to go, be going against us. Yorgos maybe is in the, in the same vein. Like, refs have to kind of learn how he plays a little bit more so they can understand that maybe not if he, like, touches another player, he gets a yellow every time, so... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. It, I, I feel like at a certain point you've got to let... Because, like, Joseph was a very physical uh, number nine for us, so, I mean... He didn't get that a tremendous amount of yellows. I think maybe if Yorgo starts lighting the league on fire like he did, maybe he'll get less yellows. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't think you should stop like trying to get yellows though, or stop trying to play the way he likes to play because I like it and it just the, the league just needs to adjust.
0: Yeah, maybe he will get more of a pass in the future. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, but he is on Franco Escobar and <laughs> Leandro Gonzalez Perez territory of. Uh, yeah how many yellows he gets but uh but yeah anyway that's the one blemish and uh besides the goal obviously but uh yeah so that wraps it up pretty much for the match review and that gets us into the news and the news we start off with uh so six alien united players have been called up to join their countries for the june fifa window Of course, Tiago Amada, Yorgos Yakumakis, Miles Robinson, uh, as well as uh, Derek Etienne, Luis Abram, as well as Ajani Fortune, which, yeah, no, that's quite a bit of fortune for them, as, yeah, you know, there is a team that, unfortunately, has been bowed out of the Gold Cup, and Trinidad-Tobago, they are. Are now in, and so he will be part of that senior national team at TNT. So, uh, yeah, congrats to the homegrown. Uh, we have quite a number of players, uh, that are away six of them. It's it's annoying, but uh, yeah, hopefully they will all come back healthy. And
1: I think you're also missing one call up, too.
0: Oh, uh, which I one? I think
1: we we have a call we have a call up of our own. Maybe you want to talk about.
0: Oh yes, we do. Uh, well, uh, I think I know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so we wanted to congratulate uh, our good buddy Nile for yes. uh, coming on and helping us out with some uh, research and other. Uh, kind of projects that we're working on to help create content for you good people out there. Um, So we just wanted to say thanks, and uh, we're looking forward to working with you, buddy.
0: Indeed. Now, Faruqi definitely has been called up to the first team with us, and uh, yeah, you might have seen him on some of the content in terms of the live streams, but yes, he will be helping us along with some of the social media as well as some other things. Uh, coming up soon so exciting things coming ahead and yes uh, definitely uh, a long time uh, Audience member and we thank him so much for the support along the years and now he is uh, Part of the team it will be exciting to see living the dream <laughs> uh, Not to say that we are uh, at any <laughs> level part of anybody's dream, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing to uh, have had you guys kind of follow us along for this many years, so, um, but, uh, next bit of news, Andrew Gutman's goal and assist, he earns a spot on the MLS Team of the Match Day, uh, and that is well deserved, Jogos Yakumakis also made that uh, match day, or uh, Team of the Match Day as well. So he's
1: yeah, gonna be a regular on there, just indeed, like Almada.
0: Indeed, well deserved for sure. Uh, next bit of news uh, is that uh, Luis Arujo he already changed Arujo he already changed his Instagram profile and bio to uh, Flamengo. So uh, yeah, it is uh, definitely interesting that uh, he's. Already done that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't really care. Uh, But, you know, obviously him not playing the last match. uh, I think it's probably preserving a little bit of not only the transfer, but also that, yeah, we need to have and learn maybe life without Adaruju on the right wing or left wing. And, uh, yeah, you know, it is odd to a degree that... He is slated to leave June 24th and obviously uh, you know he had not played and also had done this pretty much 10 days before. obviously I would imagine he is not gonna play on the 14th or I mean, the 21st so today is the 14th but uh, yeah so it does lead it to lead me to believe that uh, yeah, that last game was his last game. But we'll find out. Maybe we might need him in a you know kind of uh, in a pinch. We'll find out. But either way, uh, you know that is. seem
1: to be doing just fine without him.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We we definitely we got the three points without him. We'll take it and uh, absolutely every Boy, single time.
1: Play, <laughs> imagine playing without inverted wingers. Amazing.
0: I know, right? Yeah. Which is usually kind of odd. Usually, I mean, that's the more modern part of the uh, the game right now. But. I mean, when you have a striker like Yorgos Akamakis, feed the man. And, uh, you yeah, know, we absolutely should. But, uh, next bit of news is that, uh, yeah, another former, or will be former, uh, so player in Jurgen Dom. he uh, has caught on with another team. It's definitely weird uh, to see that he's just, yeah, he's constantly uh able to fall and fail forward is odd but
1: yeah he f- yeah fails upward yeah for yeah, sure
0: exactly but yeah he previously of course was playing for club America now he's caught on with Atletico de San Luis so uh yeah he got a uh, a very interesting uh, mascot reveal him.
1: yeah that guy interviews well.
0: He interviews well man some people you know it doesn't even matter like you just uh you have to know how to woo your bosses i suppose and uh at that point good on him you know yeah, he's, good for him. he gets uh get bag. exactly he gets his bag he uh stays employed somehow for doing the minimum or you know he's that he's that player that or you know not a player but he's that person in the group project that just doesn't do anything but Gets the A anyway. Like...
1: Yeah.
0: It's, uh... There's always that guy. And he is that guy. But, uh... Yeah, also, uh... In support of... Uh... LGBTQ Plus Month. Uh... Yeah. All Stripes also got some love on the MLS... Uh... Twitter account. As well as the TIFO. For the last match. So, yes. Uh... Michael is showing the, uh the I guess LGBTQ plus friendly armband there but on the stream anyway or on the episode we're not streaming actually but uh yes so uh great to see that there was that love for the uh LGBTQ plus community and uh yeah in terms of uh you know the gold cup as well that's uh, gonna be played uh, for a long while, actually, uh, hopefully, Miles Robinson will stay healthy. But uh, yeah, we talked about Messi last episode, so we will not go into it too hard. But it still
1: is not I mean, final. You can go, go anywhere to hear about Messi. Exactly, like it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be harder to like not hear about him somewhere else. So. Yes, indeed. Maybe this is a this is a. Your safe space. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> exactly, like this is a nice little insulation from all the messy stuff at the very moment. So.
0: right, exactly. Oh, we did miss somebody on international duty, Machopchol, uh, with South Sudan. South Sudan,
1: yes. yeah, nice.
0: So yes, uh, there is. I think that. He,
1: he definitely got like I. I feel like his confidence and got better when he came back last time. Yeah. So indeed. happy he's
0: going again. Indeed, indeed, yeah. It's definitely yeah. Anytime you can play for your national team, I mean, yeah, they're definitely almost always going to do it. Um, yeah, and so, uh, as well, there were some transfer rumors uh, from this past week. Miles Robinson, uh, apparently there was interest from Bundesliga and Premier League clubs, uh, per Tom Bogert. Uh, but yes, yeah. The contract expiring, there's probably a good number of teams interested him on a free. He will have his contract expire the end of the season. That's unfortunate. See another
1: uh, original seventeen. Yep. Go 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 away. So indeed, and
0: I can't imagine Zan probably will be uh, long for this squad either. That pretty much, pretty much does it. I think for uh, original seventeens, but uh, not an original seventeen. Tiago Almada, uh, AC Milan has been linked to Tiago Almada, and yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a team that. They probably could use him uh, now. Syria, I don't know if ultimately is the right place for Almano. We shall see, but uh, you know it is it is a uh, a league that uh, I mean could do well with a player like him, and especially you know you have uh, you know some really good link-up players in uh, you know Olivier Giroud. Uh, you have uh, a very, very talented player in Rafael Leao. I mean, it's a good side to join, and uh, yeah, you know they did well last year too. They did. So, is it, Zlatan still on that team? Zlatan is retiring, so unfortunately, right, but he
1: was this last season, was. right on there. He was.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, they will need some more production. So, Tiago if he does, it will be interesting, but uh yeah the athletic has uh, reported that the team likely will try to keep him through the summer and if they move him it will be in the winter so uh, they will be trying to uh, keep him and basically trying to win some trophies with him and uh, probably if we do win some trophies well eh, really trophy we <laughs> we're probably far away from the supporter shield but uh MLS three Cup. trophies. Up to three
1: trophies. To,
0: yes, Leagues Cup as well <laughs> is an opportunity. We will find out how far we go. But uh, yeah, you know, that obviously would up his uh, up his feet just a little bit, but we'll find out uh, exactly how much that will be. But uh, yes, so that pretty much does it for the news. And this episode we are doing a mid-season review of the Atlanta united season so far in 2023 and yeah the 2023 season right now currently we are in fifth in the eastern conference uh with 18 matches played uh just a little bit more than most of the teams ahead of us unfortunately but seven wins seven draws four losses 35 goals for 29 goals against with a goal difference of six with 28 points just above Columbus Crew and just under New England. But, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, the other stats for Atlanta United, uh, yeah, the, uh, let's looking looking at attacking numbers uh, for, yeah, in terms of the players leading the league Uh, So, Yorgos Yakumaki is, of course, with 10 goals. He is up there. And uh, while I wait for my screen to load, here we go. Very agonizingly slow. Here we go. Okay. So, he is tied for first. Four-way tie with Hani Mukhtar, Denis Buanga, and Jesus Ferreira uh, at 10 goals. And, yeah, I mean... uh, you Love know. to see it. Love to see that. Uh, Tiago Almada, he's got seven goals and nine assists. Uh, he's definitely up there in the conversation for the MLS MVP with Hani Mukhtar, who's got 10 goals and seven assists. Uh, probably leading the, the race so far, I would say, uh, as you know those numbers are very good. But... Uh, yes. Hani Mukhtar is so good. Yeah. it's hey, uh, he's, a, uh, yeah. He, he's a cheat code at the moment. And uh, yeah, you know... They're second in the league with that uh, with that type of production, so you know it's uh it's a kind of a you know it makes sense why they're so ahead. But uh, in terms of LA United, uh, in terms of I guess also you know the midseason grade per se, what grade would you give Michael for LA United so far? 17-18 games in.
1: Uh oh. A uh, grade, I, I would, I would say a B. I guess I'd say yeah. a B. Um, because like, I mean, the scoring is, is exceptional. It's like yeah. the best in the league. We're we we have no problem with that. Um, and I've been enjoying watching us score goals, kind of like at will. It's in some cases it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams starting to be a little afraid of us when it comes to. Our attacking prowess and that's wonderful um, we seem lethal we seem dangerous again which is good um, however obviously I can't give us an A or definitely not an A plus because um, the, the amount we concede is just way too much I mean it's it's an it's almost on par with how much we score which is just almost making that a wash however I think one of the hardest things to do in MLS and any soccer league is to score goals, and we're doing that, so we have the hardest part done. I think showing up the defense and fixing the leaky back line is something we can do, and it's a little easier of a fix than trying to find how to score goals. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I have it slightly more weighted towards like a, a passing decent grade versus like you know something if we had like middle of the pack amount of goals scored and mm. we had this many conceded, mm. then I'd be like, we're in the C, C minus D territory. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's keeping us afloat and, mm. um, that's why we have a decent grade right now. That grade can be bumped up if we start showing up the back line mm. and I'm really hoping we're able to do that.
0: Yeah. So for me, I would give it a B minus probably. Uh, and I'm docking more points for that defense uh for the number of goals that we've given up because we have given up them, uh maybe not the most but second most in the east charlotte unfortunately has that moniker right now with 33 uh we probably yeah it would have been probably a pretty close uh if not for the last match where we actually kept them at bay but uh yeah i mean and plus yes uh in terms of goals we are tied at first with columbus crew but I think it's also this, we have one of the most expensive rosters in the league and with that only being fifth, two spots away from uh, you know, a guaranteed playoff spot, I'm not sure that is what we were aiming for going into the season. So we are in a way underperforming, but We're still in a decent spot. It's a long season for MLS. It's salvageable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a very forgiving league. So, in that respect, we are okay. We're doing pretty decently. uh, Yeah, we've hovered in those like three, four, five spots. So, we're doing just enough to... I wouldn't say mediocre, but we are we're in that territory of like maybe just, just average. So, you know, it is what it is. We, uh, we're, we're doing, you know, in terms of this, uh, this mid season grade, I think, you know, we have room for improvement. We have, uh, you know, as well, some uh, some things we're doing pretty decently well that are impressive. And uh, I think that's, at the end of the day, you know you got to you got to like i guess continue to improve show more trust for the fans to be able to i think fully believe in the squad because yeah, yeah. there's there's some other teams FC Cincy, uh St. Louis City Seattle Sounders LEFC who are just yeah I think clear
1: front runner type. Exactly, Exactly.
0: they're inspiring a lot more confidence, I would say, than uh, you know, than we are at the moment. But uh, can we get there? I think we can. We have a lot of moves to make in the transfer window coming up. So, uh, and that opens up very soon. So, uh, if not tomorrow, I think, yeah. But either way, uh, (laughs) indeed, indeed. But. Uh, We also polled you guys on Twitter and as well the the Discord that we have. So, yeah, if you have not joined, join our Discord. There's lots of brilliant discussion there led by Michael. And, yes, there's lots of fun stuff coming up in there soon. So, definitely get in there. If
1: you're in there, you're going to be able to hear about giveaways and other things before other people. So, trust me, you're going to want to be in there.
0: And so, we have that link in our description on our YouTube and other places as well. So, definitely hop in there and check it out. But, uh, Michael, we've got some questions from the audience. Ask away.
1: All right. Number one, does Miles coast if he signs a pre-contract elsewhere? What do you think?
0: I don't know if he's that type of player to coast, uh, but... I would definitely worry about that. Uh, it depends on when and where he signs that pre-contract. Uh, if it's this this window and it's like uh, very soon, like if it's like the next week uh, and he's still away at the U.S. Men's National Team, so yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit later. I think it's probably near the end of the window that's, uh, that that doesn't actually happen because I don't know if he's like... A Bundesliga team or Premier League team's first choice. He probably, if he goes to a team, he's probably third or fourth choice on the depth chart, um, unless it's a kind of relegation fodder type of team. Because I don't know if he's that level, that hmm. starting Premier League level center back. Maybe a, a Bundesliga team. Yeah, possible. Well, that sounds right to me. So. It depends, and it depends on how good that team is. Like, I think if he gets his head turned, it's possible, but uh, I would hope he doesn't. But what do you think?
1: I don't think he will. I don't think he's like his personality just doesn't seem that way. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I just – it doesn't seem like that's the kind of personality he has, so that's the way I'll say it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, next question.
1: Uh, So should we are we going to go into the market to find reinforcements or are we going to look to our bench and youth for guys to step up for the remainder of the season?
0: Mm. Uh, I think it's probably gonna be a combination of both. Uh, I would say, you know, the ability of Tyler Wolf to make an impact has been a big boon for us on the wings. So that's been very fantastic. Um, Let's see in terms of replacements. I mean, you definitely have to replace the DP spot. Whether we do it with a winger or a midfielder, that will it's gotta remain be to be a seen. midfielder. Yeah, it's gotta be a midfielder. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I think we've all been, especially us two, have been vying for a midfielder that has more dynamic than what we've seen from uh, our current crop. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say, yeah, in terms of. Maybe a backup striker. I mean, you know, Jackson Conway, he was brought back uh, from his loan with uh, Phoenix, and I think he's not really long for this team, unfortunately. No. He did but not
1: have a good stint there, no, unfortunately. He pretty
0: much wasn't playing, and at that point, I mean, he's just playing for the twos at this point, too. Uh, Miguel Berry obviously has left a lot to be desired. He did score that really brilliant worldie, but yeah, I think if you can do better than Miguel Berry, you should. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, at that point as well, like in terms of replacements or depth, I mean, who do you else, like what other positions do you think that we might need uh, to either bring somebody else or, you know, rely on bench or youth?
1: yeah replace the dps like you said um and i wouldn't want that replacement to be on the wing i'd want it to be um probably in like an eight position um so in the style of like darlington Abbey or something uh and i think that would do, go a long way to shore up the defense as well as link up the offense more uh regularly more consistently mm-hmm. um so that's what i'm hoping for when it comes to that and i would hope that it's also a dp player as well um, the wing player can be fine If they're not if they're a high TAM, max TAM Or something like that mm. I'm, per- I'm perfectly fine with that yeah. um, And I think we're already utilizing Who we have Except for perhaps maybe just one with Firmino I think we could give a shout And look at mm. um, But besides that I think we're already doing a good job With, with uh, Johnny Fortune And uh, Todd Wolfe And um, I don't know if Aiden McFadden Got a, a call too But um, yeah So I think we're already doing a decent job Mm -hmm. Um, pulling into our uh, bench in our academy Mm
0: -hmm. and as well yeah uh, into our academy or into the twos uh, yeah Tamimi has been scoring in bunches for the twos as well so I mean could be somebody that gets a look but uh, yeah I think we should go into the market if we can Uh, next question
1: does Yorgo Siakamagas have a good shot at the golden boot
0: Mm, I think he absolutely does Uh, as long as he can stay healthy that's the main caveat there and uh, as long as as well uh, you know any sort of international windows keep him from yeah maybe not missing any of the games but uh, and also the caveat if he can keep the yellow card accumulation at bay so I think he's got a great shot
1: yeah i think so too i think it's quite clear and quite obvious um it's it's great i mean like when he was interviewed he was saying like of course i am i'm every year i'm going to be running for it okay. i mean he ran for it in the dutch Eredivisie. he ran for it when he was at celtic and now he's running for it here yeah. um so you gotta love the appetite and you gotta love the doggedness of him and um you know like i said earlier that's like a swag that's a confidence that we were lacking a bit uh, since post Joseph, um, I mean, really since post Joseph, like really had the dog in him, right? So, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's huge boon to have someone like that leading the tip of the spear of the team. So I absolutely think if you're a striker, uh, why why would you not be in the in the running for golden boot um, if you want to be like a successful striker in the league? And so that's what Yorgos' target is, and I'm fully supporting that.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, did all that. Um, okay, well, uh, next question.
1: Where are we finishing in the standings this year? You
0: know what? Actually, I didn't even answer that question, did I? Uh, no, I did. I think he has you a did. good show. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Where are we finishing in the standings? Uh, let's see. Currently fifth. Uh, you have some teams around us in New England, Columbus, Orlando City. That's, uh, well, Orlando City... They're at 26 points. D.C. United at 23 points. New England at 30. Uh, I don't know if we're catching Cincinnati. Uh, Nashville. Well, okay, it says. FC Cincinnati, if they come back to the pack, I think Nashville will have probably the best shout. Philadelphia next. For us, man, where we finish... Fifth is probably a very probable spot, but uh, I'm going to be a little optimistic and say that we finish above New England and okay. say if everything else stays the same, if Columbus uh, don't come surging, yeah, fourth.
1: I got to said between 6 and 7 is mine, oh, 6.5
0: okay. so
1: I would probably say probably 7 um, because the balance of games that we have remaining this season mm-hmm. are significantly more difficult than what we've already played against so uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a, a, a little bit of rough waters going forward um, I think we'll still do alright uh, but I think we'll on the balance of The average of points that we get i think it'll be a little lower than the the clip that we were going in Mm. that's
0: fair yeah i mean our uh yeah our fixtures and uh the level of difficulty is going up so uh yeah it's uh it's possible i think uh, it is down to recruitment as well in the transfer window so hopefully we can i guess quell some of those Fears slash really shore up those uh, deficiencies that we all are aware of, and hopefully the front office can do something about it. But yeah, next question.
1: Well, Almada be MVP
0: this year. Ooh, yeah. I mean, obviously we kind of touched on that earlier. Hani Mukhtar is probably the front runner. He is leading that pack. Uh, if he slows down or gets injured, probably then Tiago Mata probably has the next best shout, uh, as seven and nine, I would say is pretty damn good to uh, make him probably second in that conversation. Now, it just depends on, uh, yeah, if he's going to be docked points for having, you know, Yorgo Sakamakis as well, uh, you know, if he gets into the golden boot conversation, will that make Hani Mukhtar if he does stay healthy, probably more of the guy, like the person that makes Nashville tick. And versus LA United, who have, you know, a couple of players that are really, mm-hmm. you know, doing that job. So I think uh, his, his shout right now is to probably finish second. Oh, you?
1: Yeah, I, I would say statistically... He's probably not. He's not going to make it. Um, but uh, the optimist in me says, like, yeah, why not? Um, he has, has he has just as much of a good shot as kind of any of these other top players in the league. So you know, put him in the ring and see what happens. But since there's there's so many of them, <laughs> um, the you know the the statistical likelihood of him of beating all of those other players out is not super high. So. I would say it most likely won't happen, but I think he'll give them a good run for their money regardless. Mm-hmm.
0: And it'll be very interesting to see if and when Lionel Messi comes in to the league, <laughs> if that sways some of that fervor. And, it
1: will. It will.
0: Yeah, you know, so it, it might. And uh, even if it's half a season, I mean, yeah, 17 whatever, like 15, 17 games, he could really do some damage. So, yeah. it's possible.
1: Last question. Um, will spending on a DP in the eight position shore up the team's midfield problems?
0: Hmm, will it shore up the team's midfield problems? Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> I think that's the position we are most efficient at. Uh, yeah. Because, yes, we... If you look up and down the roster, I mean, it's like on paper, we should not be allowing so many goals. We should be able to score from the run of play a lot better than we have, uh, and I think that comes down a little bit to that connectivity between the lines, and a good bit of that is, of course, the eight position in which we're just not very dynamic. We, uh, our current players in the eight position are you know, lacking in some areas, they're not players that you would say boss the game, uh, defensively or, uh, you know, in attack. It's, uh, I can't even remember the last time one of our midfielders, uh, you know, scored. Really? Uh, <laughs> like Hosetu Sadich. I'm pressing, I'm, I'm having to think hard. And uh, Yeah,
1: it was such a bad, like a, a weird goal at one point. Yeah, but that was... We blasted it off a deflection.
0: Right, exactly. And that was early on in the season, but it's just like, it's not a common occurrence. It's not, like, they're not getting assists on a regular basis either. Uh, not that you're needing, you know, these, like, players to be... Like, Darlington Nagby was not a player that scored a bunch of goals or... Uh, Got a lot of assists, but he was a player that was clean in his, uh, you know, defensive actions. He was able to keep things ticking to get the ball to the right players so that, yeah, you know, those players in attack, they could be as dangerous as they can be in the final third and not having to come all the way back to pretty much help with the buildup. So,
1: yeah. Darlington Abbey was the is probably the, the 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 industry standard for that position. So
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, I think yeah, it definitely would help us uh, shore up a lot of those problems. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, uh, like kind of like piggybacking on what we talked about earlier. Like if we get a DP in that spot, someone along the lines of Darlington Abbey, like it's that will transform this team. Like yeah. that's where where we have the breakdown, right? It's from defense to defensive midfield to attacking midfield to striker, the biggest breakdown we have is between defense to defensive midfield to to attacking midfield. Like the the that defensive midfield just is like vacant. It's just conceded. It's it acquiesces. It folds like a lawn chair all day. And the other team, that's where they get their interceptions. That's where they get their tackles. And that's where they hurt us on counter like quick counter presses. Mm-hmm. So. Like, if that gets shirred up, I mean, that is so many goals being lopped off the score sheet for the other team. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are all the questions, right? Yep, that's it. All right. We so, did it. Yeah, indeed. So, thank you all for the questions on Twitter and on Discord. I uh, really appreciate that. And uh, that was the midseason review. That pretty much does it for the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And I'm coming up with this on the spot. I did not have one prepared. And the one question that I have for you guys is, which player outside of the DP spots will be our most important player by the end of the season? All right, so let us know in the comments below. Really curious who you think, uh, Yeah, I mean, will it be? Anything? Came
1: up with that one out off the top of your dome. Huh? I did,
0: man. Uh, I didn't even know what was coming out of my mouth before I even said it, actually. So, enjoy, guys. I am looking forward to what you have to say in those comments below. But yes, that is the episode there and there, guys. And for Michael, who's been on our uh, the first time uh, on a pre-recorded one. So, everyone, give him an applause. Silently, I suppose or in the uh, <laughs> in the comments below let I'm him know now. exactly come on down. <laughs> anyway, uh, let him know how he did in the comments below. He did fantastic uh, Be
1: Brutally honest.
0: Yeah, and also I mean he's doing this at nearly midnight We uh, we this was a late one we had a very long day, but we do this for you guys. So show us some love And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Michael, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.